Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number eight in the book of First Timothy. We're talking about qualifications for spiritual leadership. I'm going to ask the question today, what kind of men does God want? What kind of people does God want to lead his church? So these are criteria that reveal the heart of God for his people and also for the leaders of those people. And it demonstrates that the, the fact that this is listed here and in Titus chapter 1 and 1 Peter chapter 5, uh, the, the fact that these things are listed demonstrates that the Lord cares, that he has a reputational awareness of himself you know, publicly, and he has an awareness of management, prowess, and all the, the different tasks that this person may be required to, to uh, exhibit. Now, this is for the office of what we would call pastor today, also teacher, also elder, also overseer. All these things are one office because the office requires sort of wearing all those different hats at once. This is, uh, this is from 1 Timothy chapter 3, and I'm going to start in verse 1. It's a trustworthy saying, if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be, and then we're going to talk about these today, above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled. Those, those four things we'll talk about today. So first of all, above reproach. So the, the private habits that a person may have are exhibited externally, that is publicly. There's a, a another phrase that's used that this person is supposed to be well thought of by outsiders in in verse 7. Same, kind of the same idea, that these private habits are eventually going to be public habits. So it's a public office, and it's the Lord's reputation that is at risk, less so the reputation of, of, the, of the church, but it is a public reputation. And being a being a pastor or an overseer is a public um, a, a public office. You both you go before the people, but you kind of also go before the the people that are not your people. You go before the the community. Now, being above reproach. Now, does that mean a perfect person? No, obviously, there's no one uh, perfect. Read the rest of the Bible, but. Is it a person whose life is being characterized by being above the charge? So if a, if you have a person that is regularly charged with, you know, some sort of a relational or or scandal, uh, there's a distraction to the accusation. So that's one reason, just just off the bat. But the the question that is being asked is: Is a person's history marred by the regular, repeated reputational accusation? And does that get him in the way of the real business of what the, the church is about, which which is considering Christ? So you almost want to be invisible. I always say that this podcast, I've spent a thousand episodes trying to be invisible. The idea is I'm trying to get out of the way and get let people interact with the, with with the Bible and with the, with the Word. So as people consider Christ. The, the the person who is presenting Christ, you don't want to be the person that is distracted by accusation. So let Christ be the stumbling block. He's enough of a stumbling block, forgive me, Jesus, um, and not have the stumbling block be the, the pastor. He calls himself the stumbling block, by the way. All right, next point. So above report, re- approach, and well thought of by outsiders. 
The second thing is uh, husband of one wife. Now, I suppose this could be applied to even single men and just being a one-woman man. It's It involves a way of thinking and then a way of living like it. So I think the, the, it's fair game to say that we're going to assess the readiness for the office of pastor, overseer, elder, teacher, that one office, and it's fair to look at a person's marriage. Well, why is that? Well, a marriage generally have a long history. Um, it's hard. Marriage is hard. It de- demonstrates almost every Christian discipline, provision and fidelity and purity interactions um, within and without and reputation with outsiders. And so f- false teachers or false pastors or false leaders often betray themselves in their living. And certainly the crucible of marriage, the crucible of the marriage vow is how I, how I say it, how I'm thinking about it, can be used to discern the readiness for the pastorate. So the willingness to obey, the purity that it requires, the selflessness and the humility that it demonstrates, and then the theology that's manifested in the keeping of that vow. All those things, look at a person's marriage, you'll see if they're a good candidate for pastorship or being a Christian, by the way. All right, sober-minded, not a drunkard. So it's it's who we are indwelt and controlled by. Is it going to be alcohol or drug or marijuana, or is it going to be the Holy Spirit? So rightly used, you know, uh, alcohol is can gladden the heart, and it can be a tool for celebration and friendship and feasting and uh, relationship, but we'd all agree can be very, very dangerous and can control a uh, person. So modest moderation here in this area Uh, being aware of its peculiar dangers, let's say public shame from a a DUI or something, it's a fair question. How does use of alcohol or other drugs demonstrates the life of control, availability, communication with the Holy Spirit, and also with an eye to the reputational effect of how alcohol is used? A fair question. All right, self-control, last last of today. So uh, uh, Pastor Newt Larson uh, says that a man should say no to his body once a day and a woman should say no to her body once a day. Why is that? Why is that? Well, to exert power uh, and and to have be the master of the domain, it's a you want practical walls of of a person's city, if you will, of the fortress. You don't want a city without walls. You want borders and boundaries and food and sex and drink. Um, and what and we're asked the question: What are we slaves to? Is our, is our appetites, our appetites, or to, to Christ and the Holy Spirit? So self-control—it's a gift. In Galatians 5:22, it talks about it being a gift, but it's also a getting, and it has to be taken by some action and some sweat and some force. And it demonstrates what might be done with the power uh, that comes with the office of the position. Pastor has powers of words and influence and leadership, and it can be demonstrated or um, sort of demonstrated by the the repeated actions of self-control. So self-control is the opportunity to to demonstrate the right use of the power that comes with the office. Okay, so these things, being above reproach, husband of one wife, sober-minded and self-control, these are the kind of men that God wants. These are the kind of Christians that he wants. Thanks for listening.